Hello, friends, and welcome to the Optimized Advisor Podcast, where we focus on optimizing the well-being and best practices of insurance and financial professionals today. On this show, our objective is to help you optimize your life, optimize your profession, and learn from other optimized advisors. I'm your host, Scott Heinela. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you for coming in today. No problem. No problem. This will be interesting because I have questions for you, but as I understand it, you have questions for me. Oh, I got a lot. Okay. I got a lot, and we'll talk about it a little bit why. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, this will be fun. All right. Uh, Ryan Hoke. Yes. Let's do the proper introduction. Let's talk a little bit about you you know, your profession, your, your, your agency, if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, what a, a very tenured and historic agency actually. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and multiple layers really. I mean, you're, you are a very large life insurance agency historically have been for many, many decades, right? Right. Um, family run business, operated business, right? Yeah. yeah me and my brothers. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to when you graduated high school, you know, and well, yeah, How'd you, it was just, well, I started there, you know, let's go back it? to birth. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get carried away. <laughs> no, but, absolutely. But, but yeah. Yeah. It, it was a family business and it was kind of preordained that this is what you would do. Yeah. So aim capital is a, is an IMO slash MGA. They operate as both, um, started back in 1962. Wow. And so, uh, our father, my, my, I'm actually my stepfather. He, he, uh, he joined it probably back in the early seventies. And so slowly but surely, he kind of became the president of, 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 of the company. And he ran it for a lot of years. And me and my two brothers, Aaron and Cameron, worked there for a lot of years. Um, and then he retired a few years back. And uh, Aaron took over as the president or CEO of, mm-hmm. uh, of AIM Capital. And me and Cameron are there as well. And um, yeah, but what our job, what, what we do is we're an IMO and slash an MGA. How many uh, agents does AIM Capital have now? I wouldn't exactly. even wouldn't uh, even know. I w- I w- yeah, I would have to look at that. But but but, quite there, a few. but there are there are two sides of your business. One right. is really operating truly as what we would define as like a retail insurance agency, where yep. you have let's call them yep. captive agents, career agents, if you will. Mm-hmm. But then you also have a separate business or another business that has more independent relationships, not under the you know direct purview of Aim Capital. Right. That's described perfectly. So what we have is we have one division that we call our retail division. And one that we call like that independent, that wholesale division kind of per se. Yeah. So in and your we, headquarters. Yep. And we provide the value there of helping these agencies run illustrations, help with clients, uh, running client uh, profiles, you know, those kind of things as they yeah. work with their clients individually. Yeah. We also have a retail side and that side is based upon where we hire the, the agent directly and where we specialize there, what we've done for the past, I don't know, 40 years is we work on a lead program and is so that all just 40 years it was that we've done leads wow. yeah, yeah yeah that we've done leads i That's think in amazing. the early early 80s is when we started doing the leads and um and so we do a lead program and so we market we have a mail house we buy our data we compile the data uh, we build the lead we mail out the lead and when the client replies back to the lead it replies directly to us so it's not purchased online you're not calling it with 15 other people and you got to call them in the next four minutes or else someone else is going to get the business right right that's a business unto itself yeah, that you yeah. you basically fully conduct and operate within your agency that generates the activity for your for uh, our agents. The company agents yeah yeah 
So it works really well for anybody who, we've always said that in this business, there's a lot of people who can sell insurance. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people who can sell annuities. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that could be great advisors. They just don't have anybody to sell to. And in all reality, sometimes in this business, they spend most of their time trying to find clients yeah. instead of actually selling. Now, you have your seasoned advisors that have been around for 25 years, and they work off of referrals and you know that kind right, of thing. Right. But you have a lot of those that are just starting yeah. or in the first couple of years. Right, right. And, and they spend most of their time trying to join clubs, trying to jump in, trying to just do whatever they can to drum up business. Yeah, right. 200 names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. And so what we did is we provided that lead-based system, which gets you in front of a lot of people really fast. And you build your client, your book of business. I recommend it to, to anybody, but especially if you're just getting started in the industry, you know, it gets you in front of people a lot really fast. So within that business or subset of your of AIM Capital, how many, you know, in-house agents are there? Is it 40? Yeah, I would say, but yeah, between, yeah, 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 right in there, between 30 and 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and on that retail side. On the retail side, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so you've been doing the, your agency in particular, um, Mm -hmm. you've been doing this for how long? Started in 2000. So actually June, June of 2000. So it's just this month I started, it's been 21 years. And how has direct mail, I would imagine, dramatically has changed, but you guys seem to continue to pivot and adapt and, and make yeah, it work. Yeah, it still works. Bottom line is it still works, you know, and um, the direct mail market works really well. It doesn't work with 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds, but they don't have any money anyways. Right. And so it doesn't really, it works more with the group that we're looking at, you know? And so we have it down. We have, I mean, I, I, you can give me a zip code right now and I can give you to the, I don't even know, I'm not a mathematician, but the third or fourth decimal point over right. on what the return is in that particular one zip code. Wow. You know, and so we got it down to where we can get a good return and still have it be profitable. So how AIM Capital do roughly how many mailers a week or month or whatever metric oh, you're Oh man, doing? I, 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 we're, we're, we're double digit thousands, so I would say we're probably somewhere out between ten and fifteen thousand. And that's maybe up there words of twenty thousand at times. A, a week, a month. A week. A week. A week. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. we mail we mail quite a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I'd impressive. have to yeah, we'd have to look at the data. But but you know exactly what zip codes are going to be more responsive than others, and so mm-hmm, with that, mm-hmm. you you mean this is what's taken years for you guys to figure yeah. out. Yeah. It's constantly changing and evolving, and your that I mean. That's a big part of your value yeah, added for Yeah, it's, it's all about data. So you know, right now we could tell you what zip code, how many we've mailed, how many return, how many buy, how many get approved, how many get declined, you know, all of that, you know, within a particular area or subset area. That's great. That's Absolutely. amazing. So doing that, it helps still make profitable. It helps, it helps agents get in front of people. It's the big thing. You know, the thing I take away from that, it's like, you know, agents or just professionals are so quick to kind of excuse certain programs, lead programs, whether that's online, mailing, internet, seminars, whatever. I can, mm-hmm. I, I quickly kind of def- excuse or say that doesn't work. Why would anybody do that? Well, mm-hmm. this is living proof. Yeah. It, it yeah. works phenomenally well. However, what percentage of individuals are going to actually invest the time and effort and energy to figure it out? Because not all zip codes are created equal. You've just said it. You have to make a real investment in the long run 
of sending out enough mailers to generate adequate response. Mm-hmm. And to, to your point, you know, what, what percentage of individual agents are going to have the capacity or the bandwidth to run the long game right. and make that investment week after week after week, month after month, decades. Yeah. And that's what we do. And so the, the individual agent doesn't have to do that. Right. The individual that we have all of that already and we're doing it and it's a system. It's already a turnkey system that's in place right now. And the training program. And the training program. And the community. Yep. The networking of other agents. Yep. You know, one man bands, they don't have any of that really. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys create that environment. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's what we do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got that out of the way. Yeah. 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 The business stuff. Yeah. The business stuff. What are the biggest challenges you face with running an agency today that you see one or two? Like what are the biggest challenges? So believe it or not, the biggest challenges um, uh, I would say right now are the agents themselves. Yeah, It's kind of like that. Uh, who was that golfer? Something Sneed, Fred Sneed, Tom Sneed, Bill Sneed, yeah. Joe Sneed, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he came out and he said, what, what did he say one time? That the, the toughest hole or the toughest course is the six inches between your ears. Sam Sneed. Sam Sneed. There you go. You yeah. had to think about it. I had yeah. that. I had it. It was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that's the same thing too. The agents, it, you know, it, it's their head. They, if they take the time to call the lead and set the appointment, they do very well, you know, and, and they call the lead and set the appointment. Yeah. It's the agent themselves that, that gets in the way of that. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I got, I got this. I got to do. I got this. I, you know, whatever it is, and they put their own roadblocks. Yeah, in, in, up. But it's if, easy to come up with excuses. Easy right? dialing up, is easy a hard thing. Easy to come up with dialing. I, I relate yeah. to going to the gym, and that is if you if you don't plan to go to the gym every day, you end up like me, right? <laughs> Not going to the not gym. going to the gym. You know, and yeah. I, you you got to plan it. You got how's that working out for you with the with the mirror and the Peloton and the conversation? Oh, so what, 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 yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Look, look, that's a great thing because because I'm learning a good lesson there. And so, uh, but if you don't plan to go to the gym, then you'll never go. Right. And if you don't plan to call your leads, you'll never call them. Yeah. If it's always like, oh, I'm going to call sometime this afternoon. I'm going to call this evening. You'll never call. You have to plan it. You have to put it in your calendar. Yeah. So that when grandma calls and says, hey, can you take me to the dentist? You can say, yeah, I can, but I can't do it during these times. Right. You, I can do it this time and this time, but I can't do it. These are my calling times. Because you guys know exactly when the right time to be calling people We got people that data is. too. Yep. When the best time is to call, when, you know, all that kind of stuff. Does that vary by region or um, place in the country? Because you guys are national. I mean, you really yeah, are running yeah, leads anywhere yeah, in the country. Yeah. Well, not no, really. not really. I mean, okay. yeah, pretty much everybody in the United States doesn't like to get a phone call at, at 10.30 p.m. Right. You know what I mean? Or 6 a.m. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It, it has changed a little bit over time but because there's now there's cell phones. Small windows, right? Yeah. Now there's cell phones that, that you can get a hold of people now anytime. Where it used to be back when I started 21 years ago, you called in the evening. That was the best. You know, that was it. Because most of the time people weren't home. You know, no. they were at work. Right, right. Now you have a cell phone, so people are always constantly connected. Right. So yeah, but there's there's times so that are definitely better are than others. The a big challenge. Yeah. Keeping them accountable and keeping them quote unquote on track and doing yeah blocking yeah. and tackling, yep. doing the basics. It comes down yep. to basics. Basics. Right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And yeah. that's easier said than done. Absolutely. What about technology? Has technology helped or been or how has it helped and how has it been a hindrance? Because we've talked a little bit about this too. It mm-hmm. goes that's mm-hmm. a double edged sword too, and the yep. insurance selling realm we have found that it's helped some and hurt others there are definitely some who do better meeting in front of people sitting down having this relationship right here 
the face-to-face relationship, yeah. not only for the initial sale, but also for additional business later on for all the other products and things that we offer, mm-hmm. right? And so um, we found that, that, that for a lot of people, it's still that face-to-face relationship. Mm-hmm. There are some people who've adapted to online and they've done really well with it. They've done really well with it. Um, you know, you can get into how long they've been around, what's their experience level, you know, more experience. They do a little bit better online than they do in person, you know, um, where vice versa, you know, if you don't have a lot of experience, it's better to be in front of people. Yeah, confidence, I'm sure, plays a big part in, yeah. in that as well. So yep. as I develop more knowledge and confidence yep. in yep. myself and in my process. And in the technology. To be honest, if you're not confident in the technology and you don't know exactly what you're doing, it can be a stumbling block, yeah. block and it can be a hindrance to what, right. you're, you know, what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So you find kind of a blend within the agency yep. now of people yep. who have really embraced technologies of, of conferencing and things of that nature. And, yep. But then there's the other school that is, no, 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 we're kitchen table or you know, yeah. face-to-face. Yeah, yep, wow. yep, which is still me. Right, Which is that still is me. you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, kitchen table, face-to-face. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so you mentioned the gym. Yes. Actually, I think I mentioned the gym. You did. You, you, you mentioned but my we've way. talked about. We've talked multiple times. So let me tell you where this goes back. So Scott came to our office how long ago, man? This was, it was back with Frank 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, when you didn't believe I went to Fountain Valley High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to our office. He met with Frank, who was the president of the company at our time. And after he left, <laughs> Frank came to my office and said, hey, I just talked to a guy who went to Fountain Valley High School. Now, granted, Fountain Valley High School was big. Yeah. It probably still is. We were 700, our, our graduating class. Oh, yeah, big. Yeah, so we didn't quite know everybody. I would imagine it's probably the same. Yeah, it might be the same. I don't think it would be any bigger, but that's yeah. a huge class. We were seven 800 in our graduating yeah, class. Yeah, and I felt like I knew a lot of people, right. but I didn't know everybody. So he said his name is Scott Heinla. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go look him up. So I went back home, ran, got up in the attic, got my yearbook down, and I looked up, and I looked up Scott Heinla. I have four years of yearbooks, and I couldn't find Scott Heinla anywhere. So I called my dad and said, he's a liar. He's lying. He didn't go to Fountain Valley High School. He's just trying to, he, did, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. I'm going to talk to this guy anyways. Did he text you or what happened? He, he, uh, so he you, give me and a, I, you and I texted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I texted you. Because yeah, yeah. Your, Frank called you into the office when we had this meeting. Yeah, After yeah. he and I had multiple conversations, he looped you in. Mm-hmm. We sat down and we're sitting next to each other. And I, you know, and I could tell, like, I, I don't remember this kid. I don't right, remember right, right. this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we exchanged numbers yeah. and you texted me at one point, like, are you sure you went to Fountain Valley? You know, <laughs> what year did you graduate? Are you positive? You're 97, yeah. same as you me. You were being very, yeah, and yeah I said yeah, 97, yeah. Da, da, da. And you, you ultimately ended up finding me by headshot. Right. But no, because you told me what your last name was. It was not Heinla. Yeah, it was not Heinla. No. At the I time, have multiple aliases. Yes, yes, it was Batman. Yeah, that's but right. uh, no, it was uh, right, it, Rockland or what you know. It, it, but Scott but then Rockland. yeah, Scott Rockland. So when we that's looked right. it up, there you were and everything. There and, I was. So that's where we met that that thing. But over the past ten or fifteen years, I don't even you know know what how long ago it's been. I have learned that Scott Heinola knows a lot about everything or a little bit about everything, but he's kind of become my personal Google. You know, instead of Googling it, I, I call, when I have a question, I call, he's like my Scoogle, my Scott Heinle Google. We do have fun conversations. We do have some great conversations. So a little while back, I- Google I, cannot converse the way we converse. No, absolutely not. not figured that they out They can't yet. give me the data that I need. That's right. And, and, and Google provides that. And so uh, <laughs> I called Scott because he is a, 
is a, uh, a workout aficionado. And I said, hey, you know what? I want to get, uh, what is it? I want to get uh, the mirror. No, what Peloton. The Peloton. Peloton at first. So I want to get the Peloton. And then I wanted to get the mirror. So you know what I ended up doing? I ended up buying both because I was under this fallacy that as long as I just spend the money and buy them and put them in my house, I'm going to lose the weight. Yeah, as long as they're present. As long as they're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And one day I might look at it and, and lose a few pounds. Right. But I just love throwing away the money. It was, it was awesome. It was amazing. Or, so, or a lapse in judgment and God forbid you actually like, get on them. Nah. Yeah, use them. No, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I, I, I the first thing I think about is eating, and then the second thing I think about is working out. But I've found that if I lie in bed long enough, that feeling goes away, you know, and then I don't have to do it. Both eating and working out? <laughs> no, no, no. That one's there. That's a constant. Okay. That's a constant. So anyway, so um, but anyway, yeah. So I end up getting the mirror. I still have the mirror. Yeah. Peloton took too long. Never Did you got get it. it. No, nope, never got it. Um, finally I called them what happened to they still are behind even to this day they're still behind so I got to cancel that I, I'm, I'm over still it. waiting for still it? waiting for the peloton one of our other advisors ordered one uh, today is Thursday he ordered a Tuesday and he said he'll get it in one to two weeks oh that's bogus what do you buy the old one no no the new one I bought the state of the art the top of the line because tell I wanted them, to lose more weight tell them we want more referral <laughs> codes discount yeah, codes. yeah yeah so anyway so I, I think I'm gonna cancel that well I appreciate that, that compliment yeah. I'm happy to be your Scoogle my Scoogle my Scoogle right. so I have so many questions I always call Scott all the time anywhere from what kind of car or boat yeah or whether right. I should get an exotic bird that's right what yeah. was your answer when I asked you if I should get an exotic bird I have one for you. And, Don't do it. And do not do it. That would be a massive I said, should mistake. I, yeah, yeah. I said, what bird should yeah. I get? And you said, the one that's not in your house. So I, I said to you, it's funny you should ask, because I have indirect experience with a bird mm-hmm. that would be the last thing I would ever want in my house. God bless those who can actually put up with a bird. Yeah. But uh, that would be a big mistake. I didn't do it. You, I know you I didn't like do it. I, I, I Googled it, and Google said no. Google said no. Google said no. So I didn't do For it. Good reason. Yeah, yeah. So I got a question. I had it about a week Part ago. Part of it is because I do know you. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and ask yeah, yeah that's question. true. But I, I had a question about a week ago, and I didn't call you because I thought I'm going to save it. I knew I was coming in, so I'm going to save it. And this okay. is the question: Should I get a Tesla? Should I get a Tesla? So we've talked about me. Get, we, we're going to get a third car. My daughter's 15, going to be 16 pretty soon. We have. I've always been a truck guy. But I need another car because with my daughter and sports and going around my daughters and all, we're driving all around the place. And I'm putting all these miles on my truck, and I want to get another car. So my question is, should I get a Tesla? Are we talking about in addition to the truck? In addition. In addition. Yeah. Because think about all the miles that I put on that truck. Number one, it's dropping down. But number two, the gas. How many miles do you drive a year? Roughly speaking, do you know? Okay, let's see. I bought my truck in October of 2019. Okay. I'm at 22,000 miles. You don't drive enough. That seems that's, like a lot, bro. That's no, not a lot. That's 10, 11,000 miles a year. The no, we're almost at like October. No, no, no. No, no. We're 19. in June. We're, we're, what is that? 18 months. And I'm yeah. at 22,000 miles. That's, oh, that? 18 months. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you're, we're right. I'm in there 12 to 15. You're, uh, yeah, 12 to 15. That's so, normal. Yeah. So that's well, average. Well, keep in mind. So, so for example, like Tuesday night, my daughter had a game, 5.30 p.m. We're here in Orange County. The game was in Camarillo on Tuesday at 5.30. I'm schlepping my truck all the way up there. I think I had to fill up twice on the way back. But, uh, but, but, but it, it, it's, it's a long drive. 
get a Tesla involved, and I got to get a third car anyways, right? I, I would argue you will not, based on the amount of mileage you're driving. So this is kind of a financial planning yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you okay. will yeah. not have a financial windfall. It's not financially beneficial to you to buy a Tesla in addition to having your truck. When does fun override financial? Peace of mind. Always. No. <laughs> no, they're different. <laughs> they are different. Okay, so okay, that's okay, what, okay. So no on the Tesla. So you're talking about the Y? Oh, the Tesla Y. No, I was looking at the truck. I don't even know what the letters are. I don't, you know, I don't even know what they are. I just, I just know there's Tesla's the cyber out truck. there. Yeah, that, is that the Y? No, no, no. Tesla oh. Y is the is the the um, newest sedan. So it'd be more like the commuter sedan, like a like a yeah. three series. Yeah, I, I, the S is the big one, right? I don't, I, I, the yeah, S would yeah, be the yeah, big yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be more like your seven series or something like that, like a you yeah. know BMW. Yeah, no S, no S. What's nope. the, what's the three? Isn't there three? Isn't that the, yeah. the small one? I'm sorry, the three is the small one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. that's what I was yeah. mentioned. That's what yeah. I meant. Like the a three. three is more of like the their their that what's well, their bottom end sedan, right. right? And that's the one you'd be looking to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's had four or five price increases since it rolled out. I don't know what See, the current you, you, price. You don't is. find this stuff on Google. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Well, find they that. just released. Google another has price this increase. information. Google doesn't have this information. Yeah. They yeah. just released another price increase. So I I would question. I don't know the exact price, other mm -hmm. than that I do know. Elon just tweeted in his multiple Doge ways to, the to moon? communicate to the world. Doge yeah, to the moon? That they're having another price increase due to the logistics, you know, supply chain issues, the computer chips, everything else. All right. So you're going to pay for the Tesla. You're going to have that price. You're going to keep your truck. Yeah. You only maybe drive 14,000 miles a year. So now your truck will Zero gas. half as much. Zero gas. Zero gas, but some energy expense. I have, I have solar. Okay. Mm -hmm. So again, though, you're buying now two cars, two auto insurance, yeah, two registrations yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. You're not financially going to benefit by getting it. All right. So, but so Google says no to the Tesla. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. no. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it's because you would enjoy having it more than only driving your truck. That's why you would buy the Tesla. Right, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I want to put that down to no. That's that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got it. So Google says no okay. Tesla. Okay. All right. Next, I've already made my decision, but want to hear more of your. Uh, did what did you decide for your daughter's car? That I'm still on it, bro. Oh, oh okay. I was still on it. I was looking okay. at a Subaru. You haven't done anything yet. No, I haven't pulled the trigger, which probably okay. doesn't even make it financial feasible anymore. I, Tacoma, I, you know. no. Uh, you told that. me about the Tacoma. I told you my reasons about the Tacoma. I have I have four daughters. Yeah, you know, concerns. and uh, I got concerns there. I understand. Yeah, yeah, and I got this. I got this concern that I don't want my. Well, would the daughter have, be using this the Tesla? That would be one of them, yeah. But then I don't want my daughter driving a Tesla. Then boys are going to like her, and I don't want that. <laughs> Subaru you know? would be much less attractive. Get her a Subaru. Boys yeah. aren't looking at Subarus. You know what I mean? Very but easy. when she's 70 years old and retired, she'll still be, I'll buy her a Tesla. be on the road. Yeah. I'll buy her a Tesla. No, no. The Subaru oh. will still be alive on the road. That's true. It will never cease to live. That's true. That's true. I think yeah. the stat is, if you can look this up, I'm pretty sure there's like 80 plus percent of Subarus, all Subarus ever created are still active on the road. Yeah. So that's good. So I, so I was looking at Subarus, you know, I was looking at a Subaru. They're all wheel drive. I like that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, especially where she's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Snow. Winter, and she'll be dealing this with this episode winter. is sponsored by Subaru. So we got to <laughs> mention that. In New Zealand, they call it Subaru. <laughs> oh, do they? I don't yeah, know. I'm not even pronouncing yeah. it correctly. 
Yeah. So it says 96% of Subaru's vehicles the sold in the last 10 years are still on the road. Okay, I was... Wow. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the past 10 years. 10 years. You're yeah, saying, so. period. You're saying yeah. all Subarus ever made, 80. I did, I did read an article at one point. I think it was in Men's Journal Magazine, actually, that cited the statistic, but that was probably two years ago. So who, mm, who knows what the number is? Yeah, but yeah. still, 96% of Subarus 10 years old are still on yeah. the road. 94% of stats are made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Stat is a scientific, you know. Okay. Yeah. Moving on so, from the Tesla. Next one. Okay. I already made this decision, but another one here. Okay. We got three boats. Seriously? Mm-hmm. You got the oh, Mastercraft. That's a mistake. You got the Master. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this, these are our oh. choices. Oh, oh, oh. You got oh. the Mastercraft. I didn't buy three boats. Oh, God. I, like, was, I, I thought you were saying in your family there's a, three boats. Aim Capital said, ain't doing mistake. that well. You know what yeah. I mean? If I three, I got Not three, you <laughs> personally. <laughs> I got three boats. Mastercraft, Super Air, or Malibu. Which is, so it's Super Aeronautique. Super Aeronautique. But, and it's, it's actually made by uh, uh, Correct Craft. Or what's it made? Yeah, Correct Craft, right? Or is that what it's called? No, not no, Correct it's, Craft. It's, um, no, it's Nautique is the company. Okay, so you got uh, Mastercraft, Super Aeronautique, and or Malibu. Malibu Wake Center. Yeah. Well, I know what you decided. You do know what I decided. you know my brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me... The, in, in so first of all, when you talk about price, what are the kind of categories that I'm going to weigh? Mm-hmm. One is appearance. One would be price, mm-hmm. and then you'd have you know functionality and features. So, and then I would say the fourth would be you know access to dealerships and ease of maintaining. Right. So if I look at appearance, that's going to be purely preference of the purchaser yeah yeah you know i don't part- particularly enjoy the aesthetics of a nautique the aeronautique because it just seems boxy to me and more kind of yeah yeah you know not as sleek so yeah. i like smoother lines more refined lines more yeah. rounded super aeronautique owners of. can comment down below right exactly yeah, 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 yeah totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some that's point it's like ford chevy or you know ram mm-hmm. they're all great vehicles but they have a different look and appearance. So right. first of all, it's which one caters to me to begin with. And then from there, you know, you have um, the unique features of each and individual one. And there's going to be specific differences. Like Malibu, as an example, correct me if I'm wrong, has technology where it's got the watch and you can control the surf wake and all that oh, while yeah. you're actually operating it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, to my knowledge, Mastercraft doesn't have that technology available yet. Right. Or maybe the Malibu's patented, probably. Yeah, you know. I know so. that a lot of the wake, a lot of the wake, uh, how it makes the wake and everything is patent, patented, right? Wake Setter came out with that technology on yeah. how to make the particular wake. They all have surf wakes, so they would have different patents on yeah. their, on their wave making technology, right, right? Whatever that would be, I would think they would have that, and some are going to be better as a surf wave or not better as a wakeboard wave or not, better mm-hmm. as a ski boat or all around functionality. So it's also then comes down to, okay, what are you going to do behind the boat? Right. What are you going to use the boat for? If it's like, oh, all we're going to do is... Tube. Tube, then, well, first of all, you don't need <laughs> you don't need the wakeboard boat right. at yeah, a quarter uh, million dollars. I Yamaha. Because <laughs> um, that's what they're talking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Just yeah, get a yeah, sea yeah, yeah. boat or something, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, you'd probably have a lot more fun on it and certainly a lot less sticker price. But I would have imagined today the, the disparity between those three is not dramatic. A Malibu, a Nautique, 
and a Mastercraft would probably be pretty comparable if I'm looking at equivalent yeah. sizes, model lines. I mean, you I did think, that I research. Think, right? Yeah, I think the Nautique and the Nautique is, I think, is the most expensive. Nautique and Mastercraft are the most, they're a little bit higher they are. than the Malibu. Okay. Now, we had a whole big issue with Malibu, not to scare people away. You did? Yeah. In so your we, purchasing experience. Purchasing. So we bought a Malibu. Yeah. We bought a Malibu um, in February or January of 2020. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you purchased I'm sorry, I apologize. 2021, we purchased a you Malibu. placed the order. We placed the order. Okay. We custom designed all the way down to the color on the wheels. Do you want that sticky, you know, tape on yeah. the step to go up to the back of the boat? All of that. Which you have to pay for. Yeah. 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 Which exactly. is so so cus- customized. It took yeah. hours. Yeah. Built this beautiful, we get we went with Malibu, Malibu wake center, built right. this beautiful boat. Well, Something happened with COVID. Something happened with like, oh, I know what happened. There was a freeze in Texas, your home state, and uh, and it froze over the whole factory that makes the resin Seriously? for the boat. I'm dead serious. Oh wow! Yeah, so we got a call. We got a 2020. We ordered a 2021 boat. The whole factory froze over. Wow! Everything shut down for three or four weeks. Well, that put back production, and I guess it put it back so far, and et cetera, et cetera, and COVID and. Corona-19 and bats and wet markets from China, you know, all that stuff all came into play and they stopped production on 2021s. All together. All together. Yeah, oh so they God. were going to finish up the 2021s and then they were done. So good news though, they slotted everybody who had a 2021 out. From, from what I understand, this could have just been what the sales rep told us, but they slotted everybody to now you can get your first in line for the 2022. What did the price go up? Same price. Really? The price did go up 14000 on, on on the new ones. But if you were slotted for 2021. Oh, already had a purchase uh, order. Already had a purchase order in. They're on. Now, we, the have, yeah, we haven't gotten it yet, so that could change. But from what we understand, what we've been told is that same price. So we get a 2022 for- The for, same price. For the same price. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, not delivered till October or November. Right, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. we didn't get it for this summer. Bought it in February. It's supposed to come before Memorial Day. I'd probably be on the water right now instead of here if it would have come. Oh, my God. And so, uh, you know, it got delayed. I get a 2022 boat for the same price as a 2021. So, you know, the whole boat, the whole boat, I mean, in COVID, this whole situation of any recreational vehicle. Skyrocketed. And, and, and compounded now by the fact that you have in such historic demand and then conversely lack of supply so it's this kind of this perfect storm and that's applying in many many realms of the economy many different segments of the economy but you Mm -hmm. take a boat as an example whether it be a mastercraft malibu or uh, nautique they don't manufacture that many even to begin with their their production it's not anywhere near that of an automobile you know certainly it's fractions of a percent of what an automobile would put out. So I would think something like this and they, the dealers, they can't keep them in, in, in on their floor. No, they were not, they were not on the floor. We bought this thing virtually. They didn't even have, you know, you go out, not even on the floor. And um, you won't get it until maybe October or November, October, November, but you'll get it in 2022, 2022 yeah. worth it. Worth the 14 K. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, both they're, they're upwards now of, of 250, 275,000. I don't, know if I, would, I, I don't know if I would buy a new boat, but that's me. Oh, that's, that's right. You bought a you you bought used. That's a that's whole nother right. conversation. I can't oh, buy yeah. I can't buy used. Oh no, you want to buy? I lose. I, pro- I probably lose a lot of money, but used is hard for me. Why? Why are you selling it? 
I won't sell it. No, no. Oh, but person. why is the person that? Why are you trying to pull on oh, me? Oh, boating's a what doesn't wonderful what doesn't thing. work. Boating's what doesn't a work? Wonderful. Nothing. Yeah, the steering's better. Well, I don't. I don't, I don't believe you. You know, I mean, you're no selling. Way. You're getting. You're dumping it for a reason. No, first of all, if it's trying to pull one over on me, any of those that you mentioned, first of all, they have fantastic warranties. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people think that they're going to be a boating family. They're right. not. A, they don't. They find out they're not a boating family, and it's way too expensive a, of an asset. Yeah. That albeit is depreciating as an asset mm-hmm. if it's not regularly used. Right. So therefore, you just got to be patient. You got to look nationally or at least I have a ton of patience. You have none. (laughs) Very little. (laughs) Hence, I buy a mirror and a Peloton within the same week. But in your defense, if I am a boating family, which you are, you have a home in a boating community, you exist in a boating community, it's a pastime for you, your family, extended family, you'll you'll make this investment really and you'll use it for a decade plus. Yeah. Well, that's a different story, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so there's my defense for your decision, but in a perfect world, you would find, you would have found a boat that may not be exactly what you wanted down to the grip tape on the bend fender. It had 40 hours on it. That's important. And you swoop in and get it for 30% less. The other issue is right now is that the used market is is so high. Yeah, that it that you know when you start looking at everything, it's kind of like, well, what what should we do? With you know, if you finance it, and then all of a sudden finance is a lot less expensive if you have a new boat over a used, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, the know? gap between new and used, just is because very, of scarcity, is yep. going to be very minimal. It's now. very minimal right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the other issue. I called my buddy who has a Dodge dealership. You know, and we were looking at the little Jeep Liberty. You know, for yeah. for my daughter. There's none. Um, there's none, there's very few. And he was telling me that he even was going to buy a used car for his kid. His kid just turned 16 and it was about the same. It was so close between a a, a used and a new, the used market's on fire because there's none. Microchips or something aren't around. Have you heard about that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a real issue. Yeah. 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 A buddy of mine is actually in the uh, in that business. this podcast has got to be released pretty quickly here because we're we're, we're dating ourselves we're because timely. we're talking we're talking timely matters here, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We'll make sure we get the appropriate clips out, yeah. to those that matter, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we also well, the chip problem is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be a problem for a while. Oh yeah, why? Why can't they months make and months more? Months and months throughout the end, of, it'll be well into twenty twenty two. Really, school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that'll go well, well into 2022. <laughs> okay. All right, which brings us to the end. You mentioned we both have houses at the river. Our families do. Yep. All right? Yep. We do. Am I allowed to talk about what your, what your your life decision that you've made recently? Oh, sure. Okay, so you're yeah, on there, your, There's no seeker. We you're, you're, you're on your way to Texas. We are. Okay. The Lone Star State, Matthew, right. Matthew McConaughey. Got to keep on living. And so uh, you're on your way out to Texas. So what do you do about the river? It's a good question. That one I'm not sure I'm comfortable talking about yet. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna, you're gonna miss the river, bro. I mean, you are gonna be within oh, gosh, ten minutes, ten minutes of, of of a lake out in Texas. I'm sure, a lot of beautiful lakes, but you're gonna miss a lot the, of lakes, a lot of lakes. You're gonna miss Parker. Uh, there's very few things that are like the Colorado River wherever mm-hmm. the Colorado River exists yeah. throughout multiple states. So it's been a part of my childhood and my wife's childhood. Right, and you go to Tahoe a lot. We do. So, and we've, we've kind of, you know, it, life is chapters, right? So mm-hmm. this is a new chapter in our life. But keeping on the boating conversation, boating is so just 
integral in our life and our pastime. It's what we do. It's our happy place as a family. So we were very deliberate and intentional that if we moved, that it would have to be a place that was extremely convenient for boating. Because right now, Parker's not convenient. We do it, Mm -hmm. but we don't nearly go as often as we'd love because it's a four to five hour commute every time and, and a beautiful spot and all of that. But at the same time, it's just not 10 to 20 minutes from us being in the water. Yeah. So with our move to, with our relocation to Texas, Mm -hmm. we have our boat. It'll be in the water all All the time. time. And I can go after work. Unless it freezes over. Unless unless it freezes over. The next vortex happens. The vortex comes in. Yeah. Resin. The resin dies. Yeah. That's exactly right. Hopefully that knock on wood, that's another 60 years before that happens. Yeah. Which I won't be here. Yeah. So. Did I ever tell you, did I tell you about the time I almost died at the river? Oh gosh, yeah, we've. Had I don't want to. I don't want to scare people away from the river. Well, yeah, that, that, it's that, not a very safe. It can. It can be a very dangerous. It can be place. when the water's high. It can be dangerous. Yeah. Now we're down south of the dam. You know, we're down south of the Headgate Dam. You're up by Parker Dam. Yeah, we are on the actual Parker Strip. You're on the Parker Strip. We're, we're south below of that. The Southgate Dam. Yeah, we're below the Southgate Dam. Yeah, and the water gets, it fluctuates dramatically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unlike that. And yeah, so, so water was water was high, moving fast. Well, now you have to share. Okay. Yeah, yeah, story. yeah, yeah. So we were out wakeboarding. I had my I, buddy. I was in your office a week or the week after this had happened. Yeah, yeah. You were bruised. So, so yeah, and yeah, sore. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is one of those experiences. You are not in good shape. You know, a lot of times we have experiences in our experiences in our life, and we look back and we go, "I almost died there," but you're alive and you're looking back and you're going, "I almost died." there. I should be dead. Yeah, or I should be dead. Even then. Yeah. this was an experience where in my mind. I was going to die. I, I like I thought in my this is it. This is the end. You know. So what happened? So we were we were we were wakeboarding, and oftentimes you know this when your kid maybe is having a hard time getting up. You know, you might get in the water, and and, and someone gets in the water, a dad or an older person gets up to help them stand up. Yep. And Absolutely. so uh, I had my buddy Matt there. It's a and, very important and comforting part of the process for our children, yeah. learning to ski or wakeboard. Exactly, exactly, yep. Okay. Moving on. And so uh, so his son was learning how to wakeboard, and so he, was, uh, so he was having a hard time getting up. So, you know, he's young. So Matt jumps in the water. The water's moving, obviously, and you just float down river. You just cruise. Right. Anyways, um, so he helps him get up, and he's there, and Jackson gets up. However, he couldn't get his board straight, so his, he starts shooting out to outside of the wake, yeah. getting closer and closer to the side. The more that I would pull away from the side, the more, just because if you know boating, it, it shot him out more to the side, Right. to where he got nervous he was going to hit Especially the side. with the current and everything. Yeah, so he let go. Okay. And now he's getting maybe hit by a little tree. I don't want to freak anybody. I love the river. We go to the river every, you know, river's generally very safe. You just, you just got to be careful. So there, there's some trees hanging over a little bit, and he was about to go into the trees. So I thought, okay, he's freaking out. Matt's down river. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn off the boat. I'm going to push the boat down river to Matt. Matt can easily swim up river and catch up to it. I'm going to go get Jackson. Matt jumps in the boat and comes and gets me. Right? Right. Fail, fail well, proof, fail very proof, well thought out plan. fail proof plan. Yep. Right. So anyway, so I turn off the boat, push, <laughs> push the boat down river. You know, Matt's swimming up. I tell Matt the plan. He's swimming up to get the boat. I just start, you know, slowly going over to the river and bam, I get sucked down to the bottom of a river, of the river. At the time, I had no idea what was going on. Just swimming over and it hit me so fast. Now I'm normally pretty confident with water. I'm very confident with water. Water didn't scare me up to this point. 
but I was getting sucked into this culvert pipe. And at the time, I thought that the culvert pipe was just going straight into the ground. It just someone dumped it or something. Right. I learned, you know, and so, uh, so anyway, so I get sucked down. Oh, you thought it was just laying there. Just not, thought it was laying. Just thought it was laying there. However, yeah. when I would look down the pipe, so I get sucked in half of my head, my half of my body, head first into the pipe, and the other half getting pulled down river outside of the pipe. So I'm basically bent over on this and pipe, half. yeah, bent in half, pin, pinned down at the bottom of the river, right? With the full force of the full suction. force. I mean, so strong. That later when I got out, I lived, by the way, when, later when I got out, you know, I was bruised all on my back and my neck and my shoulders. Not, not because I hit anything, but just suction. From, just from pull, trying to pull out of this, of this, of this pipe. And so I'm, 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 I'm trying See, to get out. That's another reason why you need to work out more. Well, I won. I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. you probably wouldn't have been bruised. Right, right. Probably wouldn't have been bruised. That's yeah. right. right. It would have been less traumatic, right? And yeah. so uh, that's a good reason. I'm going to jock that down. <laughs> Google says work out more. Okay. So uh, use your equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use, use the equipment that I'm paying $42 a month for currently. Right. Okay. And so, uh, and so anyway, so. Um, How just, did you work your way out of that? I, I, I'm going to say you act of know. God. I'm going to say act of God, but I, I slowly, it, it was at that time. So there was a light. I saw a light at the end of the pipe. I'm not getting spiritual here. It wasn't like the light of heaven. It was like the, and so what I had thought. Because your head was down in the, in pipe. the pipe. So what I had thought is that it was kind of at an oh angle. So most of the pipe was going into the ground and the other pipe, then the light was like kind of showing through, right? And I wasn't going into that. There's no way. It, it, alive. I wasn't going into that alive, right? So I'm holding myself. So, so uh, I thought that was going there. So anyways, I, I managed to get my shoulder, my elbow, outside of the pipe, you know, at like three o'clock. And then I kind of shimmied my way up. And that's where you saw all the cuts and bruises and everything right. on my arm and on my, my waist. And I was able to kind of turn myself out. But for a little while there, I, that was it. I, I, there was so no as hope. you turned your way out, you, you had to get yourself obviously out, but yep. down river so yep. that you were aside from yep. the suction. So I shimmied, so I got my elbow around and I was able from then to get my one of my arms out. Oh my! God. So now my one of my arms is out, and then I was able just to move the outside of the pipe, you know, kind of across my body, and then able to get my head out. Finally, got my head out, and then from there I could turn my head back. And now that how brought, long do you think you were underwater? Oh, seven, eight minutes, ten no, minutes. Stop. Seemed like it. Probably four seconds. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, by the time I got out of the water, you know, it was Matt was back in the boat looking for me. You know, like by that time, Matt was in the boat and couldn't find me. You know, who's no, dri driving no, around. So child a few seconds, I'd say a few seconds, you know, when I say a few seconds, 10, 20, 30, 40 seconds. A minute or less. A minute or less. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Seemed like time stood still. It, was, it, it could have been a half an hour. I mean, I was literally sitting there thinking, I, this is it. This is I'm it. going to die. It's over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, so anyways, later to find out that it's a culvert pipe that actually goes through, and I'll show you the pictures. It goes through the main river into like a side channel. That 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 the, that the tribe, the Indian tribe over oh, there. Oh, to farms, probably. to farms. Yep, to farms. Yeah, so, so that's, that's what it was. Where the water, water feeds the funnels away, feeds the to farms. the farmlands. Yep, yep. I called. I called the Indians. They blamed it on the um, Army Corps of Engineers. I called the Army Corps of Engineers. They blamed it on the Indians. They and that was the only time the culvert that you're aware of was active. No, no. It, when the, when the, the water time. raises, it goes through, and when the water lowers, it doesn't. 
So when the water's low, you can you can see them right there. Oh, you see them. Yeah, you see them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can see them right there. And when the water's high, you can't see them anymore. Right. You need to be careful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with that happening as an yeah. event, is there anything you came away from that where you were like, this is, I need to, something in your life. Yeah. Like yeah. Perspe- something perspective. Im- something important better happen because I feel like in my life for a reason, <laughs> you know? Maybe to be on this podcast. You're, you're living it every day. Right. Living it every day, you know? No, but no, I'm but, serious. But, like yeah, when you were yeah. like, oh my gosh, I need to. Most I, definitely. I should be gone now. Yeah, you do all the things. You go home, you hug your okay. kids. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to sound like dramatic. I don't feel like I'm a very dramatic person, but that was a very traumatic experience. Traumatic experience. Yeah. Like traumatic, you know, and, and maybe it was to prep me for something else because again, like I told you, I, I was, ext- I'm extremely, I was yeah. extremely calm, but that was how powerful. Yeah. How powerful. Like, I, I remember joking around, hope this doesn't sound wrong but that tsunamis didn't scare me like i just swim yeah and if it was pushing me towards a a, a building i just swim around it right you know yeah. I, I, you can tell you know how hard is that right but now you realize the full force of water i've been i've been caught in big waves you know we grew up here in southern california yeah been to hawaii many times been caught in big waves I've, nah, nothing right but this was yeah i mean you re- but you but at the same time because i i being growing up in Southern California, you're out there sometimes with some massive waves. Massive you are, waves. You are regularly reminded of how strong a force Mother Nature is and yep. how powerful, specifically in this case, water is. Yeah. Way more powerful than any human being. Definitely more powerful you know? than me. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and if I worked out, you know, I mean, maybe. But you be a learn different. how to kind of just wait it out. You got to be patient. You can't. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to yeah. remain calm. That's a yeah. huge thing. Yeah. yeah. But if you've got a vacuum of water pulling you down, pulling I don't through. know how you don't just completely yeah. panic. Later on, I thought, what if I would have just let go and just slid through the culvert pipe? Where would you end up? Just on the other side of the road. There's a road right there. But if I, I'll show you pictures, but on the other side there, all the metal on the end of the pipe is all just jaggedy and oh, broken so and curved up almost like fingernails pointing back towards you. You know what I mean? I mean, it would have no, been you'd yeah, be yeah, very, over, very bad. Over. Shape. And I didn't even know that. So there was no way I would have gone through that alive. Right. You know what I mean? There was no, if I, if I was going through Damn. that, I was passed out, you know? And so uh, anyway, right. so, so the river, great place. Enjoy it. Take your kids there. You're going to have a Stay blast. Stay away from You're the culverts. You're going to have a blast. Stay away from the Stay culverts. Stay away from the culverts. So yeah, uh, we're not sure what we're going to do with, in closure, we're mm-hmm. not sure what we're going to do with our house at, yeah. um, at the river. We love it. It's been a wonderful place for myself and my wife's family and her childhood. But um, we'll make that decision at some point. Yeah. 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 Okay. Any other questions that you have? I do, but they're more surefire questions. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this question. Yeah. This is kind of in in light of this. So you're, you run an agency. How many agents directly under you currently? I don't want to uh, make anybody feel like they don't, aren't numbered there, but I don't know the number. I could, I would probably say somewhere between 20 okay, so and it, 30. It's a, it's a fully participating active agency that requires yep. a significant amount of responsibility and time and all of that. And I know with four kids, you're also very involved right. in their lives through sports and their activities. You're also involved with your church yep. and your faith. Yep. How do you find the time, sincerely, to... What does your schedule look well, like? Well, we've already how, determined how you... that I don't work out. 
Right. So, so that buys true. me an hour yeah. a day. <laughs> that's true. No, uh, no, no. But, but, but you lay in bed for two hours waiting for I, the so, desire. So, so yeah, yeah. So, so a, a downside and, and a downside is I do wake up very early, uh, unwillingly. You know, so I'll be up sometime. What do you mean unwillingly? My body just wakes up about five o'clock, five oh. five thirty. You know, what I mean, like I just wake up. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is. So it is because yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could sleep longer. Subconsciously, your body knows, you know, that yeah. you're a capable person. You got to get all this stuff done. So you naturally wake up early. Oh, yeah, that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that all that done. Right. Um, and, and you know what the other thing is? I, I, I know we've been talking about big things here. I know we've been talking about Teslas <laughs> and whether to buy a Malibu boat, houses Super at fishing. the river. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you would think that like – First world problems. Holy, holy moly, this guy makes a lot of coin, you know, and you would think that. But I, I, I don't, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I definitely could work harder at my job. Yeah. But I, for me, quality of life is very important. It is very important to me. I love, in fact, one of my favorite things in the whole world is to come home from work, get changed, and take my kids to their different practices and theater you know, rehearsals and just sit there and watch them. Yeah. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. And there's no price tag for that. No price tag on that. You know, and so, yes, I could and, most and, definitely. And the time of that. Yeah. What's that? Will the time uh, that. That that time will pass faster than we know it. And we think, and absolutely. And when it's gone, it is gone. It's gone. No getting it back. You can always make more money later on. Yeah. You know? Um, and so that that was that's something that's always important to me. So I get home when I when I leave. Now the other great part about our work, and you know this too, is that I could be laying in bed at ten thirty at night and as I'm doing I can be answering emails. Right. When I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. So although I only go to the office for a certain period of time, right. There are times where I'm answering those emails and Making and phone doing calls. Those kinds. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, talking to your yeah, agents yeah, and yeah, handling yeah. the business aspect of things and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, that, 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 that never stops. You can yep. do that whenever you make the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. But to honestly ask your question, I, I don't know if I do handle it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I do pretty good at everything, but not great. I don't know. Well, do Who you knows? feel that you've got pretty, I mean, you personally feel as though I have a good handle on work-life balance for me, for you. For me, yeah. I love my life. Love my life. I am, I am extremely happy blessed. right now and extremely blessed. I got a good wife. I got four beautiful daughters. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I love my job. I don't let it overpower me or overtake me. I don't live out of my means you mostly to where I have to buy all these. I have to work harder to buy these things. Yeah. If there, there's some times where, oh, I just can't buy that. And I just don't. Yeah, know? I wouldn't classify you as thrifty. Per no, se, no. I, I would acknowledge there's elements of thrift to you. However, there's also real discretion and thought put into, you know, expenses or things that you make purchases on. And you're very intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like I said, how long have I been Which talking to you about a third car? How many times, how long have I been talking about a third car? Oh, you gosh. Know? Months. Uh, yeah, months. 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 Well, months. And, and we've even had this conversation because you've been asking for this spreadsheet that I have about you know, does it financially make sense to own and operate a third car? That goes back a year and a half or two ago. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. So a long time. So yeah. anyway, so, I, you know, I, I try to balance it. Like you said, I'm very active in my faith. I I, uh, I love the people at my at my church. I love the church. I love what we do, you know, and I think that's important. Love is important. But yeah, I think, all in all, I, I don't know. And you can always Maybe I'm hard. failing at everything, but to my mind, I think I'm doing amazing. That's great. That's you all know, that I mean, matters. maybe you need to have my kids on this podcast or something. 
and ask I, them. <laughs> have, have Peter, have Peter here, see what I, he has to say. I would imagine they, they would concur that dad's doing a wonderful job. Uh, Thank but you But there's for definitely, definitely a work-life balance there, you know, which is important. It is very important. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. You do good at that too. You do good. I'm I always... think so. Sometimes I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I try. We all try. The hard, the hardest part for me is even though I'm with family, sometimes I got four kids. Sometimes I feel my my biggest challenge lot. is the fact that I say yes more than I should, and I commit to more things Aaron. than I should. Aaron, that's Aaron does. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I find my myself spread too thin. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Aaron. Uh huh. And wanting to do it all, yeah. but but not being you know disciplined enough yeah. to know that you cannot do it all. Yeah. So my brother Zach, he 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 calls Aaron. Aaron's a yes man. Aaron so, will do it. All, you know, all you, you you ask him, yes, he's yeah, on it. Yeah. You know, he'll go, he'll, 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 he'll be snowboarding in a mammoth and surfing in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he's a much. yes man. Yeah. You know, whatever works. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where Zach, Zach would call me a no man. The you know more I mean? that I'm reading and studying and having some of these conversations, I'm finding that you can, you can do things in threes. There's a magic behind that. So for you, mm-hmm. we talked about it. It's family profession, faith. Yep. Like those are the three main areas of your life. Yeah. And you would say, by my scorecard, I'm getting an A. Oh, yeah, A plus. In, in, in a, a plus, <laughs> ma, ma, very modest. Uh, in, in my head, yeah, yeah. in my in, head. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what matters. You, you know, you're, you're taking your own barometer. Who else right. is there to really assess? But, you know, if you're trying to do all so many things and think yeah. that you're going to successfully deliver an A and more than maybe three or four things. I just find that there's magic in, there's a magical number in three. Yeah. So what are those three things mm-hmm. in your practice? What are the three things I can focus on mm-hmm. in my personal life? What are the three areas that I can focus on? And beyond that, things are going to fall off. Right. Right. Yeah. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. Yeah. Some people might not have faith. Some people might not have family. Yeah, they you know have, what I mean? They'll have fitness. Yeah, they have fitness. Yeah. We got, we got, we got an F theme here going on, you know? And so uh, we'll change profession to financial. That's right. You know? And so, uh, but yeah, you, you, you got to choose. You got to choose something. And you know, I remember my dad one time. So I remember growing up and my dad would have, he'd have certain pictures of him maybe hunting or him fishing or him doing something. But I, I, when I was a teenager, I don't remember him really ever doing those things. You know, and I remember when I got a little bit older, I asked him, he said, when I had kids, I had to, I had to give the, I had to give up those hobbies for a little bit, you know, and now he does them in spades. He does, that's all he does, you know, is all his hobbies Right now that we're all out of our house, you know, but at times, you know, when you get a family, it's a big deal. You get, you get, a, you know, you might have to put off some of your hobbies. Yeah. That's the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And you hope you could do your, your ultimate hope is you could do your hobbies with your family. Right. You know what I mean? Kind of kill two birds with one, two birds with one stone. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that, that's what you hope. And I got some of that with soccer being one of my big hobbies and my daughter's Your play. passions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, well, yeah. Yeah. Thanks big three. I like that. Up. I like that. I like that. The three things. Yep. There you go. More Another information from, from school. school. That's right. <laughs> Until next time, my friend. All right, Thanks man. I appreciate it. That was fun. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah.